All right, we're live. All right, what's up, Jack? Uh, doing well, Nestor. Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, so um, so you're the first person that I have on a podcast that's just a regular person. You're not a therapist, not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, right? No, I'm not even a college graduate. Not even a college graduate. This is perfect. So this is the first um, episode of Real, Real People, Real Stories. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to speak to you because we've been at Antler and mm-hmm. you know we're going through this process here um, obviously we're all founders trying to look for our co-founders but being here you know reminded me that everybody has a story and sure. you know, when I spoke about my story you know a lot of people came up to me and said you know similar things like you know I, I might have been through you know been had anxiety I've right. had you know struggles in the past so I thought this was a great place to start these conversations mm-hmm. and I wanted to start the podcast here so yeah, uh, welcome Jack, and could you just like let us know a little bit about yourself? So, I am uh, 22 years old. I've been working on startups for about three years full-time, but I've been building things since I was around 15. Uh, I got my start in entrepreneurship in high school. I built uh, Minecraft servers with my twin brother, and um, we were just kind of like a side project, but I got really into it, and I started to figure out like how you can monetize kids my age it was like 11 to 17 year olds and there was this huge really powerful community so uh, my brother and I started building uh, servers specifically because we wanted to play uh, wanted a place to hang out Um, we lived in the middle of the woods in Connecticut and like we our parents were relatively strict great parents but like we you know had to be back by 10 o'clock every night we didn't go out and party like mm-hmm. if I wanted to go somewhere you had to have a car because everything was really spread out in the woods yeah so it was a lot of just like falling into video games because that was you could do that anywhere and so um, we ended up building these servers they got really popular we partnered with a bunch of youtubers they stole our business and then I decided <laughs> to go to, to Syracuse University to study uh, IT um, but all throughout that process and I'm, I'm sure this is kind of what you wanted to get at it's like I, I wouldn't say that I've, I've had like the biggest uh, mental health trials that mm-hmm. other people have had. The gear story was incredibly moving. Um, but I, I've always battled with like existential crises throughout yeah. my entire life, like from the time I was really small. And so part of the reason I've always worked on things is because it really takes me away from my own head, which ah, I'm constantly in. And so, uh, so now I've, I've just been building startups since, uh, since then. Um, and that's, you know, one of the reasons I joined Antler, I just want to build things. And it's super fun to build, make, you can build relationships around companies and ideas. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah, so that's, that's um, well, two things. You said you have a twin. Yes. Yeah, how's, how is that? Like, how is it having a twin brother? Brother or sister? Uh, identical twin, twin brother. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things. You, you grow up and everyone always tells you, well, what's, uh, what's it like being a twin? Mm-hmm. How am I supposed to know? You know I've only <laughs> yeah. ever been a twin, so I can't tell you what it's not like to be a twin. Yeah. But the, the best way I can describe it is um, our sense of humor, humor and our relationship is so close that we barely need to say anything to one another, and we instantly get it. Wow. It's, uh, That's cool. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. He's, all, he's great. He's, yeah. he's finishing up college. Um, he's an electrical engineering at University of Connecticut. Nice. Super, super cool, smart dude. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. He's like a built-in best friend. So if you sent him here, would we know? Um, some people would know. I bet it would th- 
throw a lot of people off though. <laughs> Some people would know. Our mannerisms, our haircuts are different. Things yeah, okay. like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So can you, you, you said um, existential crisis. Mm -hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Absolutely. So, so that's kind of my, my main uh, battles with, with mental health. It was, I had a distinct memory from the time I was about 15. It was a lifeguarding. It was a lifeguard throughout college. I mean, high school. And I was sitting at the pool looking out at, a, you know, it's primarily kids. And I remember just thinking for this whole summer when I was 15 years old, I'm going to be dead before most of these kids. Wow. And like that was like this thought that I couldn't get out of my head. <laughs> and it was just crazy. It's like you're 15. You have literally your whole life ahead of you. You're healthy. You're young. You got nothing to worry about. But I was just absolutely terrified of death and like the absolutely like the fragility of human existence and how infinitesimally small that we were. Yeah. And I've never had a connection to God or religion or any of that. And so I've always kind of battled with the meaning of yeah. life. And so I remember having when I was sixteen, my parents like like you now I had been like being a dicking around and making mistakes. And they asked me, like, what's wrong with you? And I just remember crying in front of my whole family <laughs> and being like, I am literally petrified of death and I yeah. have no idea how to stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And like just seeing a young person doing like doing anything, like just like like seeing an old person, like didn't matter. Just like <laughs> seeing anyone or any time could just trigger it for me. Um, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night and just pace around my room. I wouldn't be able to go to bed. Yeah. I'd just be like in my head thinking like my family's gonna be gone someday, what am I gonna do? Um, and that's and even to this day, I still have it sometimes, mm -hmm. but like, that's been my biggest, uh, my biggest, one of my biggest battles. It's like how to get around myself. That's interesting because I, I don't, I don't think it's like as much as you, but sometimes when I was younger and even now still, I, as I get older, I think like, oh my God, no, actually, as I get older, uh, I'm actually fine with, with yeah. death, you know, but it's still kind of, kind, I kind of think, oh, I still want to do these things, yeah. I want to accomplish certain things, but when I was younger, I would think little things like that, if I seen a kid doing a flip, yeah. you know, yeah. backflip off a pool, oh my god, he's going to hit his head, he's going right. to die, and I would also think, you know, I can get hit by a car, right. I can get hit by a truck, I was always afraid of that, but it's interesting that you would fall asleep and wake up thinking about it, and you oh, yeah. sleep. So how did so how did gaming um, and like with Minecraft yeah. and creating servers? How did that help you with it? it? It was it was more of the so first of all, the best thing about it was that there's this online community where you can meet people. Mm -hmm. So I had friends like friends online friends like one of the guys I built these servers with was uh, a Russian kid. I I was friends with a kid from um, Curacao who I, who I'm dying to meet this day. He's a mm -hmm. a Dutch. Um, a Dutch kid who lived in Curacao and he spoke like five languages. Um, we called him uh, DDB. His name was really Dylan Daybear. <laughs> but uh, great dude. And so the point is like you, you form these relationships with people. And so with, for Minecraft and, and gaming, it was just like an escape to a different world where I can focus all of my energy on building something. Mm -hmm. And it and it had an impact on other people that were my age. Because what else, what else, what other kind of impact can you have and feel like you're actually doing something at 15? It's like, yeah. oh, you go work, yeah. you work at the dollar store, you're a cashier, you're a waiter, you're a lifeguard, yeah. um, and it's hard to, to find meaning and like feel like you're actually contributing. Mm -hmm. And so that was my, my way of feeling like I had something that was my own, yeah. and it was an escape. Um, so is, uh, so. Did you ever think, or did anybody, or your parents or family said, oh, you know, Jack might need to go to therapy? They, you know, I wouldn't say my parents and my family are against therapy, mm -hmm. but 
because of it. Like, it's when other people haven't ever needed it themselves or yeah. thought that they never needed it. Especially like our parents who never once like it was not a common thing like, oh, luxury, like deal with your own shit, buddy. Yeah, yeah, like we yeah. all have trials, right? Yeah. And my parents both had like relatively tough childhoods. They everyone has trial trials, yeah. right? And so for them it didn't come to that. It was more of like you need to take care of yourself. And so and they totally would like let me go if I had really pushed it but it wasn't even a thought that I should do that um, I probably I would have wanted there's so many times in my life where I just wanted someone to call that wasn't my family okay, yeah. you know it's like wasn't a family or friend just like a totally objective person mm-hmm. and I've, I've never been like, suicidal but I've, I've like thought once of like should I call the suicide hotline just because I want to <laughs> talk to someone yeah, like yeah. I just who am I supposed to call or, or chat with and, mm-hmm. like, and like go through what I'm thinking yeah. I don't even need advice I just need to say things out loud and, and have those, you know, exist in the world. Like, if you don't say your thoughts out loud, it's like they don't exist. Yeah. And yeah. so... And it's a way it's a way of just getting it out of your head. Sometimes you totally. just gotta get it out. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I never I never went for therapy. And, and what I ended up doing instead was just... My... my, my uh, was how do you get your... I had to get my rest of my life healthy. Mm-hmm. Like that was the idea. It's like, get in better shape, form relationships. Um, I fell in love. And like that's another thing that I tell tell people. It's like yeah. when you really, really care about someone else, like for the first time, you have, like, you just want to like throw everything mm-hmm. away for someone. Yep. It's a very, it's an escape, and it's a huge relief to just know that there's something else in the world that's greater mm-hmm. than you. Are you um, still with that person? No. Okay. No, but no, not with that person. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was a, one of the most important important things that ever happened to me. She's wonderful, and she's going out and, and living her life. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a funny instance where I met her and I was like, oh my God, I met this person way too young. Yeah. Like yeah, this yeah. is not, this is, it's not going to work out, but like they're fantastic and like they're a, just a perfect match for me. Um, so she's doing great. But the point is like to have that a person like that, that can just help you get on a different track where you can just consume yourself with, with them and create a, like a, a, a like a bond if you believe in souls like a soul mm-hmm. bond which I don't but like <laughs> yeah me neither what do you just have a bond with someone um, it's really important and, and and that's and I'm sure you have a you have a kid now right yeah yeah. yeah and so I'm sure you feel that with like either your girlfriend your partner both yeah it's yeah, amazing it's, yeah. it's probably super special yeah um, it is and I think that's and like and I've tried people have asked like what's the meaning of life I'm just like you know it's not gonna sound cheesy but it's like love and relationships mm-hmm. because if Everything else on the earth and the planet, we're the only ones that can really experience these sort of intimate connections. Mm-hmm. And for me, if you can do that, it's like a it's a, it's like a superpower. Like yeah. That's what you should focus on. Yeah, man, you you're a you're like a really deep guy, man. That's really and for for being so young, twenty two years old, you're a really deep guy. Do you, how did you get how did you get to be such a deep guy at such a young age? It, it's it's literally just my like it's my nature. I was yeah. born this way. Um, you know, it's like it's, I, I wasn't ever super athletic, I didn't have, I wasn't really sporty, but I was always like an empath. I would just look at people, and I remember I was so, I, I've never like had been uncomfortable by old people, but I would feel really bad by seeing the elderly. <laughs> like it was just like, I'd be like, I want to help you. Yeah. And then I got it to the point later in my life where I'm like, wait a second, that's just life. Yeah. Like kumbaya, like we, this is the circle of life, they're doing fine, like they're just at this stage. Um, and that's, that's what it is. But I've always been, it just, I've always been this way. Um, I've been pretty emotional. I would consider myself a, like a fairly, emo- a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've relied entirely on that to get me to where I am. 
and so you know it's just some people are just born this way I guess yeah yeah, yeah I, I'm an empath as well I was born that way as well too I've always since I was a young kid I've always wanted to I just had this urge to help people. If two kids were fighting, I wanted to be the yeah. intermediary to yeah. stop the fight. Sometimes, a lot of times it didn't work because they just sure. tried to argue and fight, but I always wanted to be the one like, let me solve this problem you guys are having. But um, yeah, so thanks, thanks, for sharing, thanks for sharing all that today, man. It was, it's good for me too because I got to know you a little bit more personal. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it's like really busy here and everybody's like trying to meet somebody. It's tough. There's so much going on. Um, but yeah, so if there's like one last thing you want to say, or if people want to find you and you know get to know you a little bit more, you know, just let them know. Uh, I only have Twitter, Jack Kuvek. Um, I'm sure that'll be in the title if people really want to find me. Yeah, you don't have to, <laughs> but if if you feel like it, you can. I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I guess all I'll say is it's, you know, everyone has different relationships with mental health. Um, I've, I'm not someone that. My, my journey and like what I have to deal with is a lot different than like the classic archetype of like oh this person's really depressed like they're they're on the brink of something um, and everyone's different and even if you like you can be unhappy and upset and still want to like it's not just like oh I'm unhappy I, I don't want to be here anymore mm-hmm. it can also be like I'm unhappy I want to be here and I don't know how to just change myself or like to get in a better mindset yeah. but it's just effort and also reflection and time and, and, and putting in the work. Yeah, that's great, man. I think that's a great way to end. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Jack. Thanks again. My pleasure, Nestor. Anytime. All right.